When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, this is Gary Stills, and you're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Raspy Voice! Do you love the Big 12 Conference? Do you love college basketball? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. So come on over to the Midwest Madness Podcast, powered by the 1012 Network, where I, Robbie Triano of SiriusXM, talk all things men's basketball in the Big 12 Conference. Whether it's breaking down the biggest games, interviews with some of the best people covering the league, or discussing which teams will make the big dance, make the Midwest Madness Podcast your bi-weekly listen. Because the best way to prepare for March Madness is to listen to the Midwest Madness. This podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Charlie Hustle Clothing Company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. Shop today at www.charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. This podcast is brought to you in part by Modern Appalachian Kitchen, a small, Local Morgantown business is giving WVU fans and Morgantown something to talk about. This local candy kitchen is home to the Marshmallow Couch. That's right. Now you can relive the infamous WVU winning celebration with a couch that you can eat instead of catching on fire in the middle of the street. Order your Marshmallow Couch and other sweet treats at ModernAppalachianKitchen.com. We are part of the 1012 Patreon. Please be a part of our 1012 Patreon where you can get behind the scenes information, show participation, and other things. It is www.patreon.com slash 1012 network. Thanks, everyone, for listening and supporting the Raspy Voice Kids. Today on the Raspy Voice Kids podcast, you will hear us talk about Oklahoma State and Oklahoma State almost exclusively. We will tour the college football landscape as well as the NFL. It's me and Jay and Fiend. That's me. I also hate Pitt and my brother. Jeremy Jay and Fiend Phoenix. I'm in the building in the booth. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. Let's get it. Jeremy. We play Oklahoma State this week. We play Okie Light. We play the Cowboys, the Pokes. Whatever you want to call them, this is a game that has not been kind to us over the years, but it was kind to us last year. Mike Gundy, a coach who basically has immunity in Stillwater, who can do as he pleases, who runs the show how he wants to run the show, comes into Morgantown with his, well, used to have a mullet, now he's a little more understated. What are you feeling about this game? How do you feel with West Virginia being a favorite? Started out at two and a half points. 
What are you thinking now? First of all, that's crazy. When I first saw that we were favorites, I thought, how in the world? Now, I know that Vegas knows what it's doing. They make money for a reason. But that we're favorites? I mean, we just lost to a, a pretty terrible Houston team. Oklahoma State has won two in a row against Kansas State and Kansas. And somehow we're the favorites on the road? We're at the road or, or at home? We're at home. Oh, my bad, my bad. Excuse me. At home? Okay, son, at home. Son, at home. son, son. It's homecoming. It's homecoming. We made them our homecoming game. Which is interesting. The other thing I want to say real quick is I know we're over Houston. Um, and that's what I was going to say. Houston was a rough loss. Now, we could get into it with, you know, our running back dropped a pass in the end zone that flipped it. Uh, they returned. Jalen Anderson, I, don't don't worry about calling him out. I'll call him out. Jalen Anderson. You know, our, I just said our running back, you know, our team. We'll just say our team. We win and lose as a team. Um, the kickoff return for a touchdown. The Hail Mary out of nowhere. The helmet off. There were so many things that if you're going to break it down, it's absolute crap, the reason why they won. You win or you lose, and, and they won. But nine out of ten times, we beat them. But, Brandon, I'm with you. I'm at a point in the week where I'm over it. I'm to, I'm, I'm completely houston out. And this is one of them games, you got to do it every year. You got to put it in a bag, beat it with a stick, and throw it <laughs> on, on, in the highway. And that's, put it in the bag, <laughs> beat it with a stick, throw it on the highway, son. <laughs> and that's what we're doing. We're officially doing. I may have overreacted a little bit. I may have came a little strong a little bit because my emotions were high. No, no, game. you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. But, you I'm know, sorry. That, that I'm is sorry. How I'm, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. But that is how I feel. I do feel that way. I feel like, you know, I came a little strong. So I apologize. Like, you know, I'm a mountaineer through and through and through. And it was tough and it was rough. And what we experienced was a bad loss for so many reasons. But like I said, put it in that bag. We're beating it with that stick. And yo, everybody throw it in my car because I'm going to throw it on the highway. Okay. Jeremy admitting to littering just now, but uh, <laughs> I'm doing this for all of us. I'm doing this for all of us. Don't forget it. All right. But with yo, with, go ahead, go ahead. I don't think you overreacted, Jeremy. I don't think you overreacted because I've had time to, to digest the loss. I did say no, Brandon. I did say Neil Brown's a terrible coach, and that is that's that's too far. That that he's, he's not a terrible coach. He's not a terrible coach. He's just the worst coach that West Virginia has had since the 1970s. That's all. That's all. Just 50 years. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. I I. I I don't know. All I know is I'm not satisfied with where this program is at in the fifth year, and I don't think he's the one. No, excuse me. He's not the one. He's not the one who's going to lead us there. I, I question anybody's sanity and IQ that is comfortable with where we are in year five of the Neil Brown experiment. I question it, but, but like, that's, you know. But like I said, we are what we are, and we got what we got. So here comes Oklahoma State. Now, a few weeks ago, me and you had both – Written in two definite W's or probable W's. Definite, guaranteed, no questions asked for chores. Houston and Oklahoma State. I thought we were going to be sitting at six and one. We are not. We're four and two coming into this Oklahoma State game, and things have changed a little bit. Oklahoma State is playing better. Like I said, they got Kansas State. Then they go into Kansas, or, and I don't know if they went there or, or the, Kansas no, it came was, to them. It was in Oklahoma. It was in Oklahoma. Still water, it was still okay. Water. But either way, they went into both games and got W's in both games and are looking a lot better. So this changes my perspective a little bit. Here's the thing. Here's my question, Brandon. Sometimes teams can allow bad losses to beat them twice. 
Yeah. Do you do you feel like that could be a factor in this game against Oklahoma State? No, I I I think that you know what I I don't know. I want to say no because I want to believe. I like this team. I like Garrett Green. I like him as a leader of this team. I like the fire that he brings. I like Koba as a leader of the defense. I like so much of what so many of these guys do. So I want to believe that that won't happen. But you know what else I would like to believe, Jeremy? What? That these guys wouldn't rest on their laurels at four and one, having not won anything in five years. Here's but that's thing. exactly. But wait, that's exactly what happened. And I'm not saying that because I watched it. I'm saying that because that's what those players and this coaching staff, Jordan Leslie, Neil Brown, and others said after the Houston game. Thank you for, got, for, for, for making it very clear. This is what the coaching staff said. We didn't say this. The coaching staff said this. Go ahead. And players, coaching staff and players said this. They said that they got complacent. They said that they showed immaturity. They said that they didn't push themselves hard enough during the bye week. I did not expect that at four and one with not being ranked at four and one with not having any respect before the season at four and one with not getting any respect through the media from 14, Kirk Herbstreet, 14, 14, 14, 14, Kirk Herbstreet or the rest of them. But here we are. So I would not think that this is the type of squad to let a loss to Houston on a last second Hail Mary beat them twice, especially not at home, especially not at homecoming. To an Oklahoma State squad that's beaten us so many times. I will say this though, Brandon. We always talk about believe what you see. So, like when we look at Neil Brown and you know they they went on that four game winning streak, we said believe what you see over the past year, not what just recently happened. And we did, and we do. Like we we don't believe in Neil Brown because we've seen things, and like when people show you who they are, believe them. What I will also say is when it comes to giving up on a program or getting beat twice, what we've seen is the end of last year when they had nothing to play for the last couple games, West Virginia showed up and played. At the beginning of this year, after hearing a whole offseason that Neil Brown may be fired, these kids showed up and played. I have not seen – now, don't get me wrong. Last week they got complacent, but I haven't seen our players quit on our coach. So if you're going to believe what you've seen – like we have the history of doing, then you will believe that West Virginia will, that if we lose, it'll be because we got outcoached or, or outcoached. Or outplayed. Or, they, or outplayed. But it won't be a lack of effort because these kids have shown they play for Neil Brown. I agree. They play for Neil Brown. So, I I, agree. so my they point is, I don't think don't that quit. this Houston loss isn't going to beat them twice. If we lose, outplayed, outcoached, but I don't think it's going to be because of a lack of effort or kids not being bought in. I'm really worried that Garrett Green beat Oklahoma State last year and that Mike Gundy's not going to let that happen again. That's what I'm worried about. The game really comes down to one thing, Brandon. What is it? Turnovers. You think so? Bottom line, bottom line is turnovers. Oklahoma State hasn't been extremely great on defense. They've given up a lot of um, yardage to Kansas State and Kansas. The difference is, so they're 2-4 and four in the last four games. They lost two, and then they won their last two. The two that they lost against Southern Alabama, yes, that's right, 33-7. That's, that's what I was about Southern, to say. They lost to Southern, South Alabama. And they lost to Iowa State. Both those games, they lost a turnover battle uh, at minus two both games. So they were minus four through two games. And both games they lost, Iowa State and South Alabama. The last two games that they've won, they're plus five. They, they took the ball away uh, two times or three times against Kansas State, and they took the ball away two or three times against 
Kansas. I can't remember which one was which one. But either way, last two games, they're plus five. Alan Bowman, you can say what you want. He's not the guy. We saw him last year. He's not that good. But when he doesn't turn over the ball, Oklahoma State has been winning this year. So, like I said, if you look at it, the two games they lost, they were minus four. Four turnovers and none. The last two games that they've won, which I'm not going to say are upsets, but teams that people didn't expect them to beat, they won. But they also won the turnover battle five, five to nothing, where the other teams have turned over the ball five times, and they've turned over zero times. So that that's a big deal, turnover. Let me it's, it's let me say this, for, Jeremy. For me, I think, I think this all, game's about turnovers. I like that you believe that. But thirty-three to seven is not about two turnovers. It's not about three turnovers. That's a four-possession game. So it's not about just turnovers. Yeah, but in moments, you know how momentum swings, Braden. Especially Momentum's, if, yeah. momentum has. And by the way, they should never. By the way, I don't care if you have nine turnovers. You should never lose to South Alabama. Not making excuses. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah. I think it is relevant, and we have a big enough portion over the last four games. When they turn over the ball, they lose. When they turn over, when they when they don't turn over the ball, they win. They got beat by South Alabama, and they were going to lose whether they turned the ball over or not. That's the point. And yeah, I will they, give they, Philip Slavin from the ten twelve. I'll give Philip Slavin from the ten twelve network credit. Because he said all offseason that South Alabama was going to be their hardest out-of-conference game all season long. And it was. You say Alan Bowman is not that great. Would you say 28 for 41, 336 yards and two touchdowns is great? No, that's nice. They sling the ball around. They throw the ball a lot. I, and about- by the way, I, I, I like those stats. I'm telling you, I look at Alan Bowman. I, I, I don't think he's spectacular. Now, don't get me wrong. He's, he he's not spectacular. spectacular. He's not spectacular, but you have to remember he didn't get a chance to build chemistry with his receivers in part because Mike Gundy was playing three quarterbacks through the first three games of the season, Jeremy. For whatever reason. Do you Oklahoma like Mike Gundy? I, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Like we talk we talk about what, 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 now, what are you asking? We, we talk about the less miles. Do you do you actually like Mike Gundy? As a person or as a coach? Brandon, I'm talking about just the whole feeling. Like he comes on the screen, him and his mullet. No, he's mullet no more. Uh, he comes on the screen. Are you like, man? I like that coach. And you're like, ah. See, I got three. I got three categories for Mike Gundy. As a coach, he's a good coach. Phil- philosophically, there's a lot of things that Mike Gundy says and does I don't agree with. But just to kick it, just as like one of my homies. Mike Gundy's probably a cool guy. No question. I was gonna say, just kick it. If we go, if we're going to get beers, Mike Gundy's probably a cool no, guy. Call a homie Mike Gundy up. Call homie. a homie Mike Gundy. Have you seen that dude? Have you seen that dude dance in the locker room? I ain't never seen Neil break it down like Mike Gundy. I ain't never seen uh, it. By the way, I haven't seen it, but I believe it. Look, man, if we going out, it would still. Jeremy, warm, like, do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor and YouTube Mike Gundy dancing in the locker room. The man gets it in. He gets it in. I'm Mike G, the one who put the satin. <laughs> <laughs> That's an all timer by JFE right there. That's an all timer right there. <laughs> That's an all timer. All right, so uh, so Alan Bowman might not be that great, but do you know who is great on Oklahoma State's team, Jeremy? Ollie Gordon, 29 carries, 168 yards, 5.8 yards per carry for a one touchdown. He led the team in rushing last game. Do you know who led the team in receiving last game? Who did? Ollie Gordon. Six catches, 116 yards, 19.3 yards per catch 
one touchdown. No, that was a good setup because I was thinking, now you know I don't know who let <laughs> But when you hit that, me with the same name, I'll say, all right, all right get I to your point, you, baby. Got to hit you with the stats. No, that was good. That was good. That Ollie, was good. Ollie Gordon putting in work, and we got to worry about that dude. That dude can ball. I'm not sure that we match up well with him coming out of the backfield, especially not when he's coming out of the backfield as a receiver. Yo, Ali, <laughs> is that um Commissioner's Ollie. son? Yeah, yeah. Oh, is yeah, that Commissioner? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he might be Commissioner Gordon's son. I don't know. He might have to hook up with Batman. I don't know. I don't know. No, is that is that uh, Ben's brother? He could be. Could be Ben's brother, but he little, you know, maybe I don't Jeff's. Know. Maybe Jeff's, but anyway, go ahead. Maybe nephew. Maybe Ben's nephew, because Ben's getting up there in age, a little long in the tooth. He might be his nephew. I, don't forget I said Jeff. You know, maybe he, he out there racing cars. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He could be. He could be. Presley, another dude you got to watch for. He had eight catches for 79 yards, 9.9 yards per catch and a touchdown. Owens had 112 yards receiving, but he's not quite as explosive. All I'm saying is they got some dudes over there at Oklahoma State, and Mike Gundy has figured out how to use them thus far in this season. Their defense is not stellar. They, I mean, no, no, it's it's. I hate saying this. It's now. Not, now, now I hate it because I said it about Houston Porus. I don't want to ever hear Porus again. But no, it was we, Jeremy. It was the we we did what we needed to do against Houston offensively for the most part. That wasn't the issue. The yeah, issue for us against Houston, we waited too long. Too, we got conservative. Too, too, too long. Got too conservative in that second quarter. And then defensively, we didn't show up. Like, the, like Jordan Leslie and some of the other coaches, Neil Brown included, talked about our pad level was too high. Our intensity was And by the way, do you know why we didn't show up in the angles. second half? Do you know why we didn't show up in the second half? Second half or second quarter? Well, the second half of the game, really, on defense. Why? Why? Because we can never have two things at the same time. Yep, First half, right. we have defense. Second half, we, we have no, we, we have offense. We can never have two things at the same time. Yep, you're right. You're right. So Oklahoma State struggled with the same thing last game against, I mean, the backup quarterback for Kansas. This is the backup. Jason Bean threw for 410 yards and five touchdowns against him. Now, he did throw two picks, but 410 touchdowns, 410 yards and five touchdowns on 23 of 34, that's pretty efficient besides the picks. The nice thing for Oklahoma State, though, is do you, have, do you know how many yards they gave up rushing? Uh, I looked. I can't remember right now. They gave up 90 yards rushing, Jeremy. That's all. Okay. That, that, I think that was the best for the year because they've been giving up a pretty good amount of yards rushing except for last game, which they is important up- because, I mean, you have a dual threat. Actually, I don't know about the back and forth. No, Jason Bean, he... Jason Bean can move, but he's not like uh, the starter. What's the starter for Kansas' name? Daniels. J- yeah, Jalen Daniels. He's not like Daniels. But Kansas can rush the ball, typically. And Oklahoma State did a good job. What we do, though, typically is play against defenses that are loading the box. They're not going to be able to load the box this time. Because Garrett Green showed that he and Devin Carter got the hookup. That Huddy Tuddy is a possibility. You know what I mean? I hope that that's my hope. I hope that we saw last week where we took the chains off of our offense and allowed our players and quarterbacks and receivers just to play ball because um, we had to. So and my, that, my question, and, and so I I'm hoping that we learn. Hey, look, hey, look, throw throw caution to the wind. Let's just go. And now, granted. The thing that's scary about that is you don't want bad turnovers to put our defense in bad spots. But if you look at last week, the second half, the way we were throwing it up and down the field, granted Houston is not great on defense at all. But sometimes you just gotta. Go. Sometimes you just gotta go. Sometimes you just gotta go. 
And I think this week is going to be another week where you just got to go. I just don't think schematically we're going to out XNO Mike Gundy. I don't think we win. So make the call. Make make the call. I I don't think we win. I think we lose. You you think we take the L? I think we take the L. 31, Um, 31, I'm going to say 31-21 Oklahoma State. This is tough, but somehow I I think we're going to win. Last night I took an L, but this week I bounced back, you know? Yeah. So hopefully we bounce back. Big Sean, shout outs. Um, hopefully we bounce back and uh, we do what we need to. We're favorites in Vegas. Uh, and and I, because that, I, I don't believe we're going to allow last week's loss to beat us twice because I think we have enough fire within our team. I think we get it, Brandon. I'm sorry. I think, we, I, you know, I'm not sorry. I, there's plenty of times where I'll say I think we're going to lose. I say it straight up. This week, I think it's a win again. Well, that's what we got. We got to win. Um, let me check one thing right quick. <laughs> is this about Oklahoma State or is this about the college football season? I think we're done with Oklahoma State. I say we go college football season. No, no that's, that's actually before we do college football season. Let's talk about this. I just saw this. This tweet just came out at 1.18 p.m. Immortalized Hall of Fame football coach Don Nealon joins the all-time greats on the Diversified Energy Terrace at Milan Pushkar Te- Milan Pushkar Stadium on November 18th. Jeremy Don Nealon is going to be immortalized. Okay, what do you that, think? What's that mean? Like what? What? What's huh? happening? What's happening? Basically, he's going to be retired. He's gonna have. He's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. He's gonna be in the Ring of Honor. He's gonna be in the whatever they call it. Let me look at this real quick and let you know for sure. I was gonna say because, like, I mean, it, it's it, not. It's not a statue. It's not a statue. Okay, but it's like the Ring of Honor, or, or yeah. Well, he deserves it. I'll so it, says, it says it says the department has developed criteria beyond the WVU Sports Hall of Fame and the Mountaineer Legend Society that, if met will honor its greatest coaches with the all-time legends who have had their numbers retired at West Virginia University. The first West Virginia football head coach to ever walk the sidelines at Milan Bushcar Stadium and the school's all-time winningest coach, Nealon, coached 15 first-team All-Americans, 28 total All-Americans, 82 All-Big East Conference honorees, and 80 NFL players from 80 to 2000. Uh, so anyway, he's, he's going to be up on the wall. So he's going to be on the wall, even though he doesn't meet the requirements of having his ner- number in Jersey re- retired, which I no, get no, that. No, 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 no. He does. He does meet. First of all, he didn't play there. So he doesn't have his number of Jersey retired because he didn't play. Oh, there. that's right. That's right. I'm just saying for me, I'm trying to think how this translates. Like, it feels like they're going the other way to give Nealon something. And by the way, I respect it. And I think he deserves it. Nealon did so much for this program and this university to not only put it on the map, but continue it to, to push it forward and to surge it forward. But I will say, it makes me think, like, if they are making some sort of exception to put Don Nealon in, which they should, then where's Pat White? They're not making an exception. I think Don Nealon's in the College Football Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. I could I'm be wrong. Sure. I could be wrong, but I I'm think just saying is. because I know certain things happen and retiring numbers happen, and I know that Pat White wasn't whatever the specific requirements are to retire a number or whatever they do. But at West Virginia, I'm sorry. And since this came up, I just felt feel like the, my first thought is if they are somehow making the exception, which you're saying they're not, but I'm just saying if they are, how do they not 
recognize that all of Mountaineer Nation would be behind the fact that Pat White should forever be immortalized uh, yeah, at WVU. Yeah, there's a difference right there. Walter Camp, Coach of the Year. Bobby Dodd, Coach of the Year. AFCA, Coach of the Year. Big East, Coach of the Year. College Football, Hall of Famer. Pat White didn't have the College Football Hall of Fame moniker, and I don't know that he ever will. Yeah. I just feel like he's unappreciated, not underappreciated, not by West Virginia, but like a little bit, I, I will say a little bit by West Virginia, not by the fans, but to be so, such stick. Pat White? Of, Pat White? Yeah. No, Four this bowls? was, no, Four Jeremy, this wins? is like, this is like, this is like the old Medo-Persian empire where the law is the law and even the king himself can't change it once he's written the law. Yeah, yeah, but you can. I don't, I don't know what you can do, like. If you make the criteria, and this you is set not the, the Big East. This is not. This is not the uh, Big Twelve. This is not Ohio State. This is West Virginia exclusive. What they do at their own stadium. So with Pat White, I don't understand how who the powers that be can't see the effect that they've had. He's had. Pat, there's only a few Mountaineer players. I'll say, uh, uh, Pat White, Major Harris, uh, oh man, uh, well, wait, don't, don't get me wrong. Giants. I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, no, 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 I gotta say, Tally. no, not Daryl Tally, the Giants played for the Sam Giants. Hoff. Yeah, Ta Sam Hoff, Sam Hoff, Sam Hoff. There's a few players, but those are the four. Like, if you look at West Virginia history, we all are going to talk about for the rest of our lives. So, I'm with you. Pat White needs to be his number needs to be retired. I, I think what needs to happen more than more than numbers being retired, they need to have a ring of honor. If they had a ring of honor, Pat White would be in the ring of honor. You wouldn't have to worry about it because the criteria would be different. I'm and just I, saying, I'm with who you. makes the criteria? Well, this, they made it. Or, that's what I'm saying. It, like, I just but I'm pretty sure College Football Hall of Fame is one of them. And because of where Pat White was never an All-American, uh, like consensus All-American. But he should have been. Uh, he wasn't because he played during the wrong time with Tebow and some of those other guys. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I feel like the powers that be can make a decision to change it because they're in that position. This is not outside people looking in. This is us. This is 304. And how did, if you had a vote, overwhelming vote of every fan would be put him in. Yeah, everybody would say put him in. You're right. You're right. It's so, 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 so why are we keeping him out if eight people made a rule back in 1962? I know that well, that gotta, was an you, actual you gotta, year. I'm you got to also remember part of what's happening. I, I think Pat White's going to end up on the wall. I think five's going to get retired. That's my opinion. They're doing it in order. Like, think about who, who's gone on the wall. Ira Rat Rogers went on before Major Harris. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, I, understand, nobody, I understand that they're doing it in order. But so so where would Pat White fall? Pat White is how many years behind all of those people? Why does it have to be in order? You guys are the one making the, the, the calls. But I, I, think it makes sense. I think it makes sense to do it in order, Brandon, though, Jeremy. You I think you Pat honor White the ones up, who came Brandon, before you. If you put you. Pat White up tomorrow, nobody in the state of West Virginia would object or, or, or rebel or say, oh, look at this. Everybody would rejoice. I think, it makes sense. I think it makes sense to show respect to those who came before you, and I think Pat White would agree with that. You show respect to those who came before you, and I you wait that. your turn. I, you I wait your turn. But, all right. All right. I, I think some people are bigger than that. But okay. I got you. I got you. I what you're saying. You're, I'm just saying right just, now, it, like, this is, this is off the cuff, man, off the top of the dome. And this is what comes to mind when I hear something like that. Big ups to Don Neal. He deserves it, man. Got that kneeling feeling. He deserves every bit of everything that he gets. But it also makes me think, why? What's going on with Pat Weezy? But go ahead. But go ahead. 
No, I'm the same way. I, I, we, you know, Pat White, fan, friend of the show, been on the show, and even if he wasn't, we'd feel the same way. So for sure, he's got to be on that wall. I think he will be. I think his number will be retired. Um, he got done dirty just because of where he kind of fell during his time playing. But I think it's it's going to all not matter. He's going to end up on that wall. Um, Jeremy, this is a good week for college football. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. What you got? This, what game you got first this, for this, the college football week a, Saturday? Hopefully everybody's uh, uh, off or you're at a spot where you can, you know, stream it on your phone. Whoo, the college football selection, man. Well, what uh, you got? There's two games I'm looking forward to the most. I'm going to go with that third week in October. That country music song singing Tennessee and Alabama boom, at 3.30. Boom, 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 boom. this time, it's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. where they don't sing Sweet Home Alabama. They sing that... Uh, <laughs> Dixie, 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 Dixie Land Delight. Dixie, Dixie Land Delight. <laughs> On a, yeah, they sing that song Forget and they sing it their Auburn way. And LSU and Tennessee too. Yeah, they sing it. I love it. And one of the many reasons college football to me is better than NFL and will always be better than the NFL, even though the product is not as good, if that makes any sense. To Can the I pause for a second? Brandon, did you see that um, uh, lady from the Chargers? Yeah, I saw her. Brandon? The difference between college football and NFL football is that passion that these kids bring in, like the craziness and the storm in the field. The lady from the Chargers single-handedly tried to bring the NFL back to college football. She was going crazy. And the thing is, she she didn't know the camera was on her. I just love the passion. Actually, I think she was on Pat McAfee last night or yesterday or something like she that. She was. She was. Brandon, Brandon, the energy. And I, I, I saw it, I mean, just like the rest of the world saw it. I saw it live. And when they kept flashing to her, it was great because it was pure emotion. But it was does it bother you? Huh? Does it does it bother you that she also roots for the Minnesota Vikings and was photographed wearing a Minnesota Vikings oh, jersey? Oh, I like that. That's fake you news, like son. Fake news, son. That wasn't a Minnesota Va- Vikings. If you listen to ESPN Radio, they went in depth. That is not no. a Minnesota Viking. No. She no. was wearing she the said, V, and she was she wearing she, Minnesota. For her son, for her son's team. Who's no, she said playing? she's from Minnesota. She said yeah. she's from Minnesota, and her family's from Minnesota. And her son played a game, and that was his team's colors or something like that. Yeah, I've heard two different stories. The first one was that her son, that was the first one I heard. The next thing I heard was that she's from Minnesota, and that she roots from Minnesota, but she moved to, anyway. Which, so, by the way. It doesn't which, bother you. Which, by the way, no, it doesn't bother me at all. Even if that was a straight-up Minnesota Vikings uh, thing, no, it doesn't bother me at all. Here's the thing, bottom line, like she said, enjoy yourself. This world is so full of things that can get you down and frustrate you in last-minute Hail Marys that when you get an opportunity to enjoy yourself, (laughs) enjoy yourself. And she legitimately didn't care who was sitting next to her, who was in front of her. She was enjoying the game. Look, do yourself. Look, Brandon, perfect example. Brandon, we, we both know the same people. We both have been there. Do you remember uh, the Blackburn sisters? Obviously, you do. Nicole and Danny, Danny B and Nikki B. What do you mean? Do I remember them? Of I'm course. just saying, they could not dance at all. 
like zero percent. You're just gonna throw them all the way under the bus. Dancers. You're gonna throw them all the way under the bus. Huh? But my favorite thing was every time the music came on at a party, they were there in the middle of the dancing floor, dancing off beat with the biggest smiles, <laughs> enjoying themselves. And you know what? I loved it. Because who cares? I remember if they them were as great beat? dancers. I remember who, them as great dancers personally. I mean, that's my if first they were good dancers. They were literally having the time of their life. And they weren't putting on, and they weren't showing off. They just heard the music and were just enjoying themselves. I love it. I love moments where people are thoroughly enjoying themselves. All right, cool stories, great stories. Back to college football. I picked Tennessee, Alabama. What do you have? Fine, you took that one. I'll take the the the, the noon kickoff, uh, the low hanging fruit. Penn State, Ohio State, in Who the do you horseshoe. Have? Um, oof. This one is the first time that Penn State, I think they can win this. Penn State can win this game. Actually, I picked Penn State to win this game. Yeah. I picked them early. I think I'm on Ohio State now. I think Ohio State wins. Ohio State's four and a half point favorites in the horseshoe. Yeah. But I horseshoe has not been kind to James Franklin. The horseshoe has not been kind to Penn State. I don't see them winning. I see them winning because of the style of football. Unless somehow they do something uncharacteristic for this year and start turning the ball over, I think their defense is solid. I think their running game is good. I like their quarterback. I think they can pull this one out. Duke, Florida State, 730 on Saturday, October 21st. Who you got? Uh, the Knowles. Knowles I tried to front on the nose a little bit earlier. and You sure I'm, did. Uh, yeah, you sure I did, did. I did. I did. I did. You're right. You're right. And you might be right. This is this is a, uh, this is is a coming down to a battle in the ACC, Florida State or North Carolina. That's where it's com- coming to. And right now, both teams are just rolling over everybody. So, yeah, no, I, I picked Florida State. You got anything else in college football? I'm still looking. Uh oh, snap. Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, garbage. <laughs> Clemson, Miami. No. Man, that should be a bigger one, but you know. Uh, th- th- it doesn't really move me. You said there's a lot of games. As I continue there's to look, one there's, more. There's, there's one more. Which game? Utah, USC. Let me scroll. Oh, I missed it. I completely missed it. Yeah. Utah, USC. I think that could be a good game. No, it's going to be I a think, good game. Utah beat I them last it. year. Utah. But here's the thing about Utah. I picked Utah to win that game because Utah is a more physical team. That's exactly how I feel. And But in last year, they beat them pretty solidly, too. And I know USC seven-point favorites, but Utah plays a different brand of football for the Pac-12. Everybody yep. else is a little bit more finesse. Utah is physical, punch you in the mouth. So yep. it's a different style when you actually play them. You ready for the NFL, son? Let's get it. All right. Sunday, well, it starts Thursday night, which is tomorrow or tonight. Jags and Saints kicks us off. Who you got in that game? Jags Saints? Yeah, do you care? Um, Saints are one point favorite. I don't know. I, I think it all cha- I mean, like if if uh, uh Carr actually plays for the Saints, it actually changes things, but the Jaguars are playing well. Um, I'll take the Jags. It'll be close, but I'll take the Jags in that particular game. It, yeah. Is Trevor is Trevor uh Yeah, he's playing well. He, is he going to play? I, I thought he was hurt. Oh, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence. I don't know. Cuz that makes a difference for me. 
So we'll see. Yeah, makes, else a, you got for th- uh, makes a difference with for everybody. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else okay. we got? Who else? We got uh, for let's see. We got uh, you got the Bills, Patriots. Only the pay, the bills the, the bills are eight and a half point favorites. The only reason why this is interesting to me is because I want to see not. if if which call it keeps on getting getting stomped down. Okay, and he will, and Belichick. he will stomp he down will. down the toilet as they as some dirty people say waffle stomped. Yes, Lions Ravens Brandon. That's where I was looking next. Lions Ravens Jeremy, the brand new Lions versus Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Who's the favorite? Uh, so the Lions, uh, I don't know. Baltimore, I don't know by, the, Baltimore is a three-point favorite, which they are at, they are at home. So pretty much the same. This game's even, but the Ravens being at home get a three-point uh, have a three-point spread. So it comes down to coaching. Who do you like better, MCDC or Harbaugh? At this moment, the Lions can win. But I like I, the Lions. I like but the I, Lions. But I'm taking game. the Ravens in this game. I got the Lions. I will say, uh, I don't believe in the Lions in the postseason because they talk about how teams have to learn how to win in the postseason. It's a totally different monster. I don't believe them in the, in the postseason, but regular season, they may they're going to finish top three, probably number three behind the Eagles and the, and the Niners. But we'll see. Niners got a lot of injuries, by the way. Brock Purdy. Uh, Brock Purdy did his thing, get him down the field, but they no, couldn't make the Brock, field goal. No, Brock, no. People were like, oh, would it matter? No, I watched Brock Purdy. Brock, Brock Purdy Tober was did trash, trash that game. Without his main receivers, he, and when I say trash, it's not like he just sat back and got sacked. No, no, he was throwing the ball, and the ball was short. The inaccurately. Ball was high, the ball was, it was inaccurate. Long, it was out, yeah, inaccurately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's a game manager. Until, until, until that last drive that he needed to get them into field goal position, and he did it. Yeah, he did it one time, but good for him. Sorry, like I just I, I get tired ha- of people. He did it. Giving... He got them in a field goal position. Yeah, and yeah. a chance we're to win the him, game. We're gonna give him and... credit for giving getting somebody in field position to win the game. When Jeremy, how many start... times has Brady played poorly and then in the last drive when it matters? Yeah, matter, but he's also put... won Super Bowl. I, I get tired of other people looking at other players and being so harsh on them, and then when they talk about Brock Purdy. By the way, Heath is the one bringing this on. Heath want to give Brock Purdy so much praise. <laughs> praise our 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 friend Heath. And like Brock Purdy's a game manager with a lot of talent around him. But you want to sit here? Who, Heath doesn't agree with that. No, he tries to act like he's better than than Jalen Hurts. Oh no, he's not. Brandon, I know, I know. We don't even pay attention to his messages when they come in. But yes, he does. Yeah, I don't. I haven't even been paying attention. <laughs> I haven't even been looking at his text. Speaking I of Jalen look- Hurts, Brandon, that is no, the no, game. No, no, no. Go, go ahead, go ahead with Jalen Hurts. Go ahead with your, that game. No, go ahead if you got something else. Uh, how about Gino versus Kaiser and Dante? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. You don't care about that? Yeah, I mean, Dante's been getting PT. He got it's, his first start. Yeah, He's been no, playing I mean, ball. like, I guess it's, I Kaiser guess Weiss been balling. I, if you're a Mountaineer fan, you got to watch the Cardinals versus Seahawks. Gino gets a chance to bounce back. I, I feel like that's a game you got to watch if you get a chance. If you got and red zone, by the sure, way, the Seahawks have to win this game because coming up, they got they have to. A, they have a brutal schedule coming up after the Cardinals. I, I think they may have like two, two or three weeks that aren't too bad, and then after that, the schedule gets really tough for them. Really, really tough. Yeah, they got to win. So, so they got the Cardinals this week. Next week they get the Browns. All right, those are the two easy ones. Then after that, you get Baltimore, Washington, the Rams, the Niners, the Cowboys, 
the Niners, the Eagles. <laughs> Look at those four games in a row. Niners, yeah. Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. I mean, that's like, I'm just saying, you, you, you got to start to put something together because coming to the end of the season, you're, you're going to need these early wins against teams you can't actually beat. Yep. But you never know in the NFL. You never know. You don't. You really don't. Um, and then, like I said, Dolphins-Eagles. Dolphins-Eagles, biggest game of the entire week, and that's the reason why it's at 820 on Sunday night. Philadelphia's two-point favorites. You got this high-powered offense, no defense. You know what? The Dolphins remind me a lot of USC. <laughs> All offense and no defense, you know? Jerry, do you know how good the Dolphins' offense is? Uh, they're they're one of the greatest offenses of all time. The I mean, if you look statistically and points wise, right now they they would be at this point the greatest offense of all time. The Dolphins' offense is so far ahead of the rest of the NFL that there's a bigger difference in average yards per play between the number one Dolphins and the number two team than there is between the number two team and the number thirty two team. Jeremy, yeah. It's, it's, I didn't know that. That's that's actually crazy. That's from pro football talk. That's how good the, the Dolphins offense is. I mean, that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, them boys are this bad. Is not, this is not the Pac-12. Because you're talking about USC. This is not the Pac-12. This is the NFL. And they are that much better. They are lapping people. Uh, you know what I wanted to say. They are lapping people. <laughs> they are yeah. lapping people. On roads that the other people paved. That's what they're doing. In 2023. Let's see if they can handle the physicality of the Eagles. Because well, we were talking see about call, we, let's see how they how they officiate the game too. We were talking about um Utah being different than the Pac 12 because Utah is more physical. The Eagles are physical. Callan Cowherd was talking about this. He's like, teams that play the Eagles and teams that play the Niners the week after usually lose. And the reason why they usually lose is because they're beat up from the physicality. Whether or not they beat the Eagles or the Niners the week after, they're so beat up because these are two physically imposing teams. Their their whole team is beat up. So the Dolphins, let's see if they're res ready to to. I mean, like I understand you could run around them, but let's let's see if they can handle the physicality that that the not that the Eagles are actually going to bring to the table. Um, I'm I'm. Very interested to see what happens. And then on the flip side, let's see if Jalen Hurts can bounce back. Because Boyd looked terrible yet last he week. Looked, he Brandon, looked hideous. did you see that he last interception? Terrible. That last yeah, interception. Was bad. Where were you throughout? You're up 14-12. What are you doing? Even if I you take no the idea. sack, rely on your defense. Where are you throwing it? I, I, I had no dog in the fight. But when I see him through that, throw that interception, I thought, what in the world? <laughs> what, Do you know how world? mad I would be right now if I was a yes. fan of the Eagles? Yes. So let's too, see if Jalen Hurts can bounce back from what happened. And and that's a big game. 8-20, Sunday night. I, that's one of those games you got to watch. Got to watch. Got to watch it. You got to watch it. So that's what we got. That's what you got from the Raspy Voice kids. The RVK, we're here to stay back and better than ever. As always, please like, listen, subscribe, rate, review. It helps us to grow. It helps us to be more prolific than we already are. We are very grateful for what you do for us. Please love us because we love you. Holla at your boys.
Sports Social Podcast Network.